Welcome, everybody. I am Rachel Levy-Lesser. And I am Stephanie Goldstein, and this is Life Accessories, a podcast about accessories, clothing, fashion, and the stories behind them. We are two friends who love to accessorize and who remember what we wore on pretty much every meaningful occasion, and that is what we love to talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at Life Successories Podcast and also on Facebook. You can also email us at lifesaccessoriespodcast at gmail.com with comments, questions, or accessory suggestions. And if you like what you're listening to, we would love it for you to share this podcast with a friend and rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Also, do not forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Today, listeners, we are super duper excited to be bringing on a real live doctor, a doctor. His name is Dr. Matthew Kolka, and you guys are going to love him. I'm excited. Well, listeners, Dr. Kolka is a board certified family medicine physician with a remarkable journey in healthcare spanning over two decades With an extensive background that includes serving as chief medical resident and founding and selling successful medical and hospice ventures, Dr. Kolka brings a wealth of experience to the health and wellness sphere. His distinguished career has evolved to prioritize a more personalized approach to patient care. So important, Rachel. So important. important. How many doctors have we been to with our dads? I mean- So many. And it's like, it's about the expertise and the knowledge, but it's also about the bedside manner and the attention to the actual human being. And connecting the dots, right? Totally. So important. So Dr. Kolka's expertise has led him to embrace a membership style practice, allowing him to dedicate ample time to managing the health and well-being of a select group of patients. Definitely a model that has grown in popularity. For sure. And we know about that. I know about it from my dad. um, Yes, for sure. And I mean, it's concierge medicine is what it is. Um, And it's a very interesting field. And there are a lot of benefits to it. Makes so much sense to me. Okay. In addition to his medical practice, his medical prowess, he is also the founder of Seriously Simple Steps, known as S3, where he aims to transform lives by fostering sustainable health and wellness habits. Far beyond fleeting fads or quick fixes, S3 stands as a science-backed transformational approach. It empowers individuals to achieve their weight loss and wellness goals by adopting a series of manageable steps with the focal point centered on positive lifestyle changes. I love that. I do too. I think it's so great that Dr. Kolka, I'm going to call him Matt. I know him as Matt. We can call him Matt. I wonder that. He's right. Doc- yeah. Okay. I know. I had some parents, friends that growing up, I called them doctor and missus just back yes. in the day. Like the dad yes. was the doctor. Right. And I transferred to saying doctor and like Susie, like I would call the wife, right. the first name, but it's hard for the doctor, but we can call him that. We can definitely call okay. him that. But I think what's so amazing about this, in addition to running a successful medical practice is that he started a company to get people to just create healthier lives, Mm -hmm. not by medical intervention or medicines or procedures, but by making simple, basic changes in their life, which I think is very cool. Very cool. So important. We're going to have to ask him some tips on that. I'm excited to bring him on. Me too. Hi, Matt, and welcome to Life's Accessories. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. 
We're so happy you're here, Matt. So I have the honor of asking the question of all questions. What accessory do you have to share with us and our listeners today? So I'm wearing my green bracelet, my green band, which I've been wearing for many years. So basically the green bracelet reminds me to make healthier choices or to make healthier choices more often and to take things one step at a time. It's also green, like healthy foods, things that grow, plants, fruits, veggies, nuts, all those kind of things. So if I can once in a while grab something that's green and healthy, instead of reaching for something processed like pretzels, chips, uh, so on, it's a better, healthier choice that'll lead to larger results over time. Did you come up with the concept for the green band? Did you design it or did somebody give it to you? How did it come to be? Good question. So I was trying to remember exactly what happened, but somewhere maybe five, six years ago, I had a green band as an entrance into a pool or some sort of during a vacation with the kids. And I had the green bracelet and then it kind of reminded me to eat healthy. And then when I was creating a program for my office in terms of you know weight loss, nutrition, and health, I thought it would be a great kind of add-on. I was already wearing one. Yeah. So then I created it and then I added an, uh, and printed a quote that says, a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step by the ancient Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu, which is one of my favorite quotes of all time. And it kind of became the thesis of my program, one step at a time. Oh, nice. So tell us about your program. So it started out several years ago, probably before COVID, where I was just getting frustrated with people who were dieting, coming in and crash diets, and people would lose 20, 30 pounds in three months. And ultimately, actually every single time, people would rebound back 20, 30 pounds. It was three months, six months, a year later, it seemed that most people were taking up weight and rebounding back. And I started observing people who kept weight off for a long time. And I found that it was small little steps over time, which I actually have done myself. And I created a program with that same thesis, one step at a time in the office where we would meet with them once a week. We would go over one step. We wouldn't let them get ahead. You can't get more information, just that one little step. You do it for a week, learn it, practice it, adopt it, and then move on to the next step. Um, so I did that for a few years. It was working out well. And then I created an online program uh, called S3, Seriously Simple Steps, which is the, basically the same program, just pre-recorded videos and PDFs that go along with the videos. That is so cool. First of all, can I just say, I love that quote. I didn't know what that I quote do. was from. And it was very deep of you, Dr. Kalk. Yes, really like that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> very, you. Thank you. Very scholarly here. Right? I'm just curious, and we're going to get more. Yeah. We were excited before when we recorded your intro. We're like, we have a real live doctor. This is exciting. We've had, or we have- as we like to say, a doctor. Doctor. No, I love it. I love it. We had on a psychologist. She was excellent. And now we have on a medical doctor, which not, so we're, we're getting there. We're working our way up, but um, those I, other doctors get, are just as good. They, I'm not fun. knocking it. Mental health, <laughs> physical health. It's all very, Absolutely. Important. I totally agree with that. We're going to get more into why you became a doctor in your medical practice. But while we're on seriously simple steps, I'm just curious as a doctor, as a family physician, is it hard for you to approach your patients about becoming healthier or losing weight? Because I would imagine there's a lot of doctors that don't do that, that just sort of see the patient prescribe a medicine for whatever the problem is and move on. So have you always used that approach in your practice? And tell us about that. Well, to be honest, uh, it's very hard when you have 10 or 15 minutes per patient 
which is typical in today's world. I've always loved health and wellness. Uh, Rachel, we've known each other for a long time. So, you know, I've always been into, um, you know, getting people healthy, including myself and trying to, you know, find new ways to do that. But I'm very fortunate that over time I was able to morph my practice into a membership-based practice where I have plenty of time, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure most doctors wish they had. I'm able to spend the time that's required and bring these subjects up and actually talk about them instead of trying to fit it in a 10 minute visit the last 30 seconds. So I I do love it. It's one of my favorite things and I'm fortunate enough to have that opportunity to do that. That model is really important, I think, because you just having that extra time and not being rushed and being able to just go through all the details is so important. Did you always want to become a doctor? How did you know that was your calling? Yeah, it's kind of a weird story. So I didn't know what I wanted to do as a kid. I thought maybe I wanted to be in business. So I went to school. I always had an interest in chemistry and sciences, but I never really did the deep dive in college. Um, but during college, my father was ill and I was in and out of hospitals with him. I thought to myself, well, this is something that really is interesting. Not that I wanted to be there, but I found it very interesting. And I actually looked into it. And me, as a wise 22-year-old, I went back to my parents and said, I think I actually want to go into medicine instead of finance. And they completely supported it. I looked into it. I was told I had to do an extra year of the sciences. And I came back and I said, you know what? And my parents supported that decision. I said to myself, I'm too old to go back. But so 22. I, yeah, yeah, 22. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. My life is passing me by. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I worked for a few years in New York and then I decided, uh, you know, what, it's something I really want to do. And I went back and took classes and then applied later. I went back later, which I, I believe was a blessing in disguise because I really appreciated it, you know, and I felt it was an honor to go to school when it was something I was doing as a little bit later, early adulthood. Mm-hmm. I knew a little bit about that story, but not really the whole story. And I think that's an inspiring story to our listeners of all ages. You know, you don't need to know what you want to be when you grow up from college necessarily. And I applaud you for going back and taking those classes and doing that. Um, So we talked a little bit about your membership based practice. Overall, you've been practicing medicine for what, like over 20 years now. Oh, Um, geez. Thanks, Rach. Yeah, I feel old now. (laughs) But how has your role changed, do you think, in the way that you care for your patients over the course of your career? Because I happen to know that you really develop relationships with your patients and you do talk to them more about what is the problem of the day. So how has that changed over the years? Yeah, I would say, well, in the beginning, you're young, you're new, so uh, you really know people on the surface, you do the best that you can, and you think you're doing a good job. But over the years, just like you said, you build relationships. They, I've known people for 20 years. Now, some of the little kids that I was treating are now doctors themselves or have mm. families themselves. Um, so you build these relationships, you get to know uh, what their backgrounds are, what their social situations are. And you can really learn from that, learn from them. So I think actually, I would say that I've learned more from my patients over years, over the years, getting to know them and learning about them and, and, and taking what they know, putting it together what I know, and then creating more of a, a planned approach, a team approach to medicine than when I first started. So I think that's the probably the largest change over the years. I was going through your Instagram before oh. chatting today and with seriously simple steps, you really broke down something that just was seems like, oh, of course that makes sense, right? You you talk about, you made one change, which was I'm not going to eat anything after dinner, period. And you yeah. mentioned these different habits that you encourage patients to take for a week and sort of grow into that. Talk to us more about these steps and how how people can incorporate them successfully into their lives. 
I'm a big believer in like, just like you said, one step at a time, find one thing to do because often in any goal, I've realized that it gets very confusing. It's very distracting to look at all the time and tasks it needs to get to a goal. So mm -hmm. it's easier to take one step at a time, just like it says on the bracelet, right? Yeah. Uh, so just with, with that particular step, with the not eating after dinner, uh, myself, I came back from a ski trip with friends and I noticed that I gained a lot of weight over a period of time. I think at that time I was 25 pounds overweight and I said, I just can't take this anymore. I know what to do. I just need to do something. And the something I'm going to do is I'm not going to snack after dinner, no matter what, no, no matter how hungry I get, I'll have a glass of water, a cup of tea, decaf tea or something. And I did that for a while. And I personally started to lose weight over weeks and it wasn't a major change to my diet. Yeah. Uh, I was able to just incorporate that one thing. And then I started to do other little steps. And that's how I feel that people learn, right? So for example, in school, right? We go to school and we learn how to write. We don't learn how to write in a week, two weeks, a month or six months. We learn the letters, we learn yeah. how to sound them out. We learn how to draw them. We put them together and then we make a sound and then we say a word and then we say a sentence and that takes a period of time. So I think that's the approach I'm trying to do with people. Like one thing at a time, let's try to figure it out, break it down to the basics and move on instead of getting all this information that confuses us and, get, and then we get frustrated. And so then great. end up in worse shape, right? I mean, right. that's the thing. It, it can sort of have that reverse effect, if you will. Yeah, I've done that myself. That yeah. is amazing that you started with just not snacking after yeah. dinner. I mean, it sounds like pretty base and it's one thing, but like you said, it's one thing you can stick to. Do you have any other tips that you could give to our listeners, like a, a simple step like that? Any other thing that you've offered to your patients or people in your program? As Matt knows, my <laughs> husband, Neil has been on a health kick probably since he's known you and he's doing great. He He's doing great. great. It's like annoying. He's like almost too thin. <laughs> Everyone's tell me how thin I was. Now they tell him how thin he is. I'm like a little competitive. You no, both but look he, great. <laughs> he tried something where he doesn't eat after 8 p.m. I think it's five days a week. And then he doesn't, it's like intermittent fasting and he mm, doesn't eat right. till noon the next day. He does have coffee. It works for him. I could never do that, but it works for him. Depends on the person. Right. So you got to find yeah. things that work for you. But in general, that not eating after dinner, you know, people don't realize when you gain weight, right, you have to clear out all the calories you basically burn for the day. So if you go to bed on an empty stomach, you're going to burn like a machine all night long mm. versus if you have even a decent dinner and a healthy dinner, but then you decide to have a two or 300 calorie snack. It's not so crazy late at night, but then you have to burn that 300 calories down to zero and then your body will start kicking in the fat burning process. So you just block that whole process by a few hours. That's one easy step that several hours. Some people, I don't think the morning is not, is not necessary. If you can get those few hours in the evening, three or four hours after you eat without eating before you go to bed, that's great. You don't necessarily have to make it all the way to, you know, mm -hmm. so it depends on the person and what they can do and how that fits into their life. And so, so this is why we're told sleep is so important, right? Yes. You, you yes. need to have that full night sleep to have your right. body do its thing. <laughs> is that right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely right. And there's something yeah. magical about sleeping that helps with the fat burning process. So they've done some studies and they've mm. shown that the earlier you stop in the evening before sleep, the more kind of weight you'll lose having the same calories versus, you know, waiting till the next morning. That helps, I'm sure, in keeping that fast going later in the morning, but it's still something magical about that nighttime and that fasting time before you go to bed that actually kicks in that burning process. Interesting. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the actual program of Seriously Simple Steps? How does it work? How do people sign up for it? What can they expect? Sure. So it's basically the same program that I use in my office, the same program that I follow myself. 
over years. And uh, they can go to seriouslysimplesteps.com. We nicknamed it S3 uh, because it's easier to say. Start trying to say seriously simple steps fast. It's hard. <laughs> um, so you, you can sign on online and we offer a video every week. It's one video per week for 10 weeks and it goes over healthy habits. So a lot of people say, I know what to do. I just need to do it, right? Mm -hmm. This shows you how to do it, how to incorporate it, you know, how to reach your goals, how to make it sticky. So we start into simple habits. And, and the first video is basically about that time-restricted eating, that nighttime eating and how to do it and why it's so important. And then you'll do that for a week. And then you go to the next step and we'll give you some more information and you will follow that step. You will practice it, adopt it, and then you'll move on to the next step. And we have whole videos. Once we get into a few healthy habits and how to prepare ourselves to be successful, then we get into videos about carbohydrates, the dip different types of carbs, simple carbs, complex carbs, you know, what, 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 what makes them different, how to look at labels and decipher them, how we should approach that. Uh, same thing with the next video on fat, good types of fats, bad types mm -hmm. of fats, how we can incorporate their diets, how we should stay away in labels, as well as another video on protein. So we kind of go through each particular macro, as they call them plus the habits and plan on how to be successful in the long run. I love how each, practical this is. Thank you. I yeah. personally haven't seen anything like that. I was looking around to see if there's any other program that takes that approach. I haven't seen it yet. It's, it may be out there. I just haven't seen it. But I know this particular plan, this type of program works just the way our brain likes to learn. Each particular video comes along with PDFs, little eBooks online that people can either just watch on, look, keep online, or they can print out as well as menus and other information. That's very cool. And not to bash other programs, but the reason I think this works is because, well, it's seriously simple steps, but it's real easy change as opposed to the fad diets of drinking right. powders or eating just bars or cookies. Yeah. We all kind of know that doesn't work in the long run, right? Never, ever, ever. I haven't seen anyone do anything like that last forever. And you know, uh, Rachel, right? Remember that time I was on the juicing? I was juicing all the time years and yes. years ago. Yeah. Right. And I, I was into it. And then I woke up one you were morning like after passing out on juicing. <laughs> right? oh, yeah. Yeah. oh God. I woke up yeah. one morning. I just said, I cannot have another juice again. I'm done. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. You know, I needed to do something in real life that actually works. So yeah. talk Definitely to us. Had you know, a lovely juice. I, I did on, nice on the juice. way back from my nice walk. I did. It was delicious, yeah. but, but nothing wrong um, with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So obviously there are certain drugs on that are very much in the news right now, right? That people are turning to for weight loss. So yes. Ozempic, for example, big right. in the headlines. Tell us about what you're seeing with things like that. Yeah, it's, it's very popular. The GLP-1 agonists, they call them. So they've been around, you know, a new, several years. Um, I've used them, you know, previously as well as many other physicians for diabetes, excellent medication. Definitely has its place. It does help significantly with weight loss now. As everybody knows, I'm sure it was approved, I believe, in last January for obesity, for weight-related um, issues, especially when you have other comorbidities like high blood pressure, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, high cholesterol, heart disease. They are very good medications. I don't think they should be go-to medications where people should use them first line because we don't know how long people need to be on these things, right? It may be that People lose a significant amount of weight, which they probably will, but maybe they'll need to be on it for life. And we just don't have enough data hmm. for how long they've been out to, to know what that really, in, what that means to our bodies over the long, right. or over, dec over decades. But that being said, I do, you know, write them even as a physician in my own office when, especially when people have tried numerous things and they've had failures and I've know, I know them, they've tried many things, they've done their hard work for one reason or another, it's just not sticking. 
If, and especially if they have other problems, prediabetes, diabetes, high cholesterol, family history, mm-hmm. heart disease, or heart disease themselves. So I will write it and, it and it does it does work very well in many patients. But there are also patients who can't tolerate it, unfortunately, too, because mm. there are some significant side effects uh, that, that some people, unfortunately, get when they take the medication and we have to take them off. But it is a very good medication. It has its place. I just, you know, I don't write it first line. I, I don't think many doctors just write it, you know, willy nilly. Right. So it's another tool in the toolkit. Absolutely. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you. So you are obviously a busy guy, Dr. Matthew Kolka. You run a successful medical practice. You started Seriously Simple Steps. Side note, you're an aspiring golfer and a- Forever. An artisanal beer crafter creator. Could I say that? That's right. I think you may know my partner. Yeah, just so our listeners know, there was time during the year where I had beer like fermenting. Yes, in, you in were the right basement. Off. Yeah, yes, the brewery was located at your address. Interestingly yeah. enough, in, in your basement. Yeah, well, yeah, we're we... here to talk about health, not to promote that budding business of a right. fine stone brewing company. But right. in all seriousness, how do you find time to do all of this and also stay healthy at the same time? Because you are a busy guy. Yeah, that, you know what? That it's all about planning, right? That's actually one of my major steps. Is because if we don't have a plan in anything we do, right, in health and wellness, and in, in our work, in school, in sports, anything, hobbies, it's never going to get done, you know. Or it'll it'll start to happen and we can't finish it. So we always need to plan ahead. If it's going to be work, we need to plan our schedule. If it's for health and wellness, which I think is very important, you need to know today what you're going to have tomorrow. So you need to have your meals planned in advance. At least have the ingredients in your refrigerator or in your cupboard, um, snacks at work. So you can grab something healthy and the same thing for my brewing. My beer is a little hobby <laughs> that we had, right? So in advance, we put some dates together to meet at Rachel's right. house and Neil's house to, to do, to make our product. And again, to meet a month later, to change the, to change, to bottle our beer and to do the fermenting and the same thing with work, you know? So I just try to make, I try to plan over years and years. I wasn't so good at it in the beginning, just like anything else that you do. You start working and planning and keeping a schedule and trying to follow through. And I'm never perfect. No one's ever perfect. Same thing with diet and wellness. That's a big thing I wanted to mention. Don't ever look for perfection. It's just, it's so tough when you do that to yourself. And maybe you can be perfect for a week or a month, six months, but eventually that leads to frustration and failure. So it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fall off in whatever you're doing. Just get back on. How was the beer? Right. How was the beer? You know what? I want to know how it was. (laughs) <laughs> surprisingly i think it was, it was really so good. good it was yeah. so good i was shocked i don't even like beer so I was like I. beer yeah i know yeah, there were so many really... ways that could have gone the wrong way but it didn't oh absolutely so absolutely. is there another batch in the future are you doing this oh again? we're definitely going to do that yeah <laughs> we're planning on doing another brewing fest at, at your house no, no definitely. doubt maybe oh, mine so that is interesting though because you are dedicated to health and wellness beer is not the healthiest thing <laughs> what i'm getting here too from not seeking perfection. It is okay to indulge. It is okay to have a beer, have a piece of yes. chocolate cake, have some ice cream. You're, I think what yes. you're saying, right, is don't deprive yourself so much, right? A hunt, yeah, never. I mean, you can't live by deprivation. That's, mm-hmm. that's just frustration, right? So yeah. yeah, 100%. Moderation is key. We We were told that as a kid, our parents told us, our grandparents told us, you have to moderate everything. So if you have a, if you, if you have a little cake, a cookie, a beer, fine, you know, just make sure that it's incorporated into a healthy diet overall. I think right. that's the key. That's the key. And, I, and I've done it myself. You know, I get, have to be perfect. I can't have it anything. And then you do that for a while. And then all of a sudden you don't stop eating it because you really, you missed it. Right. So it's better right. to have a little bit and move on. 
That's good advice. So, so everyone who's enrolled in your program, going back to the green band, get, gets one of them. Yes. Everybody, when they sign up, I'll mail it to them. And do you find that people in the program, when they, you know, when they wear it, are they saying to you, it's been, it's helpful to them? Yeah, I do. I I hear that. I think I love it when I see when they come in or they take a picture and send it to me. Uh, I I just, it's, it's really pumps me up, but yeah, they say, and and it does for me too. Cause once in a while I will, I'll go to grab like a cookie or something or a pretzel. I'm like, ah, I'm wearing this. I can't do that. And believe me, sometimes I do grab the other things, but I'll I'll grab an apple, a grapefruit, some nuts. And I feel much better about it or exercise. Oh, I'm wearing my green bracelet. It just reminds me Mm -hmm. to do it. And you know what? If you just make a few changes, uh, even just a little bit more than you did before, a little more often, then you can see the power of, of compounding these decisions just a little bit over time. They lead mm-hmm. to tremendous positive results. So you don't have to do it every time, but even if once in a while you make a better decision more than you did before, then it's a win. This is such For good sure. advice, especially going into a holiday weekend where I know we're going to have barbecues and we're going to have stuff like oh, that, yeah. but, but that's okay. And then it's okay to wear your green bracelet and go for a walk or go for a swim. And right. Yeah. Right. This, this is all great. So Matt, you mentioned Seriously Simple Steps. Where can our listeners find you and Seriously Simple Steps on the website, on Instagram? Where do you want them to go? Yeah, so you can go to seriouslysimplesteps.com. Um, I also have a, another site called drkolka.com uh, that just has healthy tips and blogs, things about wellness and health, and maybe also in the news. And I'm also on Instagram at drkolka and at Seriously Simple Steps. Same thing with Wonderful. Facebook. That's wonderful. That's and your videos are awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I love doing them. You don't see all the outtakes and how many times it, I have to do it to actually get that 20 second reel <laughs> off there. Thank you. Keep that a secret, right? That's fine. Oh, yeah. oh did I let that out? <laughs> yeah. On tape? yeah. We're recording yeah. this? Oh, we'll, no. we'll have to edit that part out. Just <laughs> right. kidding. Because <Okay. laughs> right. you're also awesome. human, right? It's like right. what you oh, said. Absolutely. If you go for perfection, forget it. It's frustrating. Forget it. You have to Doesn't be a human, work. which you very much are. This was really True. such a pleasure. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much for thank you. sharing your, your program and the green band. What a great accessory, right? Great reminders yeah. for everybody. I think we should all have a green band. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're going to get one. <laughs> One's coming up. It's, it's a co-promotion of Life's Accessory. Your podcast is great. I really appreciate it. Thank it's an you. Honor to be on and here. thank yeah. you. Well, Big thank you. We were thrilled, as we said, to have a real live doctor, also a real live man, because we mostly <laughs> oh, have females. Yeah. Right. I just got to say it. You know, I don't know how many guys great. are listening to the podcast, but I think our numbers just went up. <laughs> there we go. We have one. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. There you go. Listen. There you go. There you- I'm, sure you I'm sure you yeah. have plenty. I'm sure you have plenty. Yeah, we're all wow. good. That's great. Well, I'm going to spread the word. Thank you. Thank and you. Thank you for joining us. We loved it. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Life's Accessories. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and get in touch. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in.